Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Squiggly Careers podcast. I'm Helen Tupper. And I'm Sarah Ellis. And this is a weekly podcast to help you with the ins and outs and ups and downs of all things work and all things careers. And this is a special episode to end a special year. (laughs) (laughs) That's one word for it. (laughs) Uh, This is our end of year podcast where we are going to be reflecting on some of the things that have happened this year and what we've learnt from them and what we've learned about ourselves and hopefully if you're a regular listener there'll be some things that might be interesting for you because maybe it feels like you get to know us a little bit more if you don't already know us well enough but really what we wanted to do was for you to take these questions these questions that we're going to ask each other and share our answers we think they are really good questions for everybody to reflect on so what we will do in the description for this podcast is we will write those questions so you can hear us talk about five questions today and then we have actually got a list of 10 but we thought we'd go on too long if we did all of them so I'll put the list of 10 reflective end of year questions for you to ask yourself in the description for the podcast also we've not shared our answers to these questions before talking have we so it's a surprise (laughs) so when uh the the, who's your favorite person question (laughs) and Sarah doesn't say my name I'm gonna I might I might I might be quite sad I was thinking I wonder if this podcast would sound different sometimes we do our podcast quite late at night over a gin and tonic whereas today we're sort of doing it more in the morning over a coffee, so I suspect that would uh, change the tone a little bit. On that point, I did see that the High Low podcast is I coming know. to an end. And they then, looked so glamorous. Didn't they? There was a picture of the two hosts of the High Low podcast, Pandora Sykes and Dolly Alderton. They did a final recording, and I think probably it was a final recording, so they kind of set it all up so that it could be watched. But um, they had like these beautiful dresses, and they were cocktails, and I was like, oh my gosh, ours is normally on our own desks in our own homes, full of like probably cups that we should have taken downstairs yesterday. (laughs) I'm trying to think whether I've done more podcast episodes in my pyjamas than not. (laughs) And maybe less so these days, actually. But in the early days, pre-having a toddler, we used to do it at like 10 o'clock at night, didn't we? Madness. Whereas now I'm asleep at 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, we don't do the late night ones that much anymore. No, (laughs) I just don't think either of us can do it. (laughs) We're just not hardcore enough anymore. (laughs) Oh, so our five questions. Should I ask you the first one? Go for it. Okay, so question number one, Sarah, is... One word to describe work this year. Unexpected, I went with. Unexpected actually in positive ways. And clearly there's a lot about 2020 that none of us ever want to happen again. But this is actually the first year that we have run our business together 
as a kind of full-time endeavor we do a few bits and pieces kind of around the edges but I think it always felt like I kind of approached 2020 with a bit of probably anticipation and trepidation at the same time of thinking can we do this how will we find working together is anybody going to be interested in what we're doing is anyone going to buy our book or have we just spent two years writing this book that no one's going to read and I think yeah there's been a lot that's kind of surprised me and in so much of that really positive things where people have been really kind and supportive and even out of some of the real challenges of this year and there has been some incredible challenges you know I'm talking about within a work context here I think we have found our way through those constraints in unexpected ways that will stand us actually in really good kind of stead so oh yeah I went with unexpected how about you? Different word but maybe getting at some of the same things my word was belief because I feel like actually this year has been a real belief building year like actually a, a belief that we can cope with things that we never thought we'd have to a belief that our business can help people even if we can't be with them in person a belief that like we've got a really good business partnership and I feel like I will look back on this year and for all of its ups and downs I will take a huge amount of belief out of the year for whatever comes next so that's my word of 2020 is belief oh that's nice so I'm going to build on that positive theme with question two which I'll ask you first what are you most proud of in 2020 how are you really thinking about this other than yeah having the most amazing (laughs) business partner she told me to say that though I was thinking about this about whether it was like an output type thing like Mm. something that we delivered or um I mean obviously I've gone with that okay obviously I haven't, I haven't. Oh, that's train, also, yeah, people. doesn't surprise me. I have gone with the thing that I am most proud of this year. It's really boring, but it's like, I feel like I've been quite balanced. As in, I feel like I've had quite a balanced mindset through the year even though maybe in March I was a little bit panicky, like, oh my gosh, what does this all mean? And what happens with childcare? And are our jobs safe? And all those sorts of things. Actually, just after that point, that very initial Boris Johnson's locking us down moment, I feel like actually for most of the year, even though like we've had a huge amount of work on and we've had you know deadlines with our book and lots of things, I think I feel like I've been quite consistently balanced and that has helped me to cope with lockdowns and childcare and business stuff and yeah so it's quite boring but I'm really proud that that is something that I can bring to the table whether it's for like our business like in the heat in the moment I can stay quite balanced or even like in my home life when there's lots of stuff going on I can be that person with perspective and calm have you seen that in me or you're like no you've been no I was thinking I just don't think it's boring I think you should give yourself credit for that I think so many people it's kind of that ongoing quest, isn't it, is to how to achieve that balance and find that balance. And I've seen that in you, I think, more this year than ever before. For someone who I've never seen do any exercise, suddenly it's just become part of who you are and what you do every day. And actually you get a bit anxious if you don't have time to exercise, which I can't even believe that that's true. (laughs) For someone who wouldn't even walk to places with me previously. I still won't. No, I know. Because that's about my shoes. But you not... have found your thing. You <laughs> yeah. have found your exercise in your pelotoning that you love. And that it's actually really lovely to see the energy that that's given you. And it's brilliant to see you kind of prioritise that. So yeah, I, I can see that in you. And I think it's useful for us together, but also it's just brilliant for you. Oh, so what's yours then? then? What are you <laughs> most that. proud of? Yeah, <laughs> is, it, is it balance? No. <laughs> and actually, I, I don't think I would be where you are. Uh, so actually, I went with the podcast. I think doing... 190 plus 
weekly episodes of something is something I'm really proud of. It takes grit and perseverance and, you know, so much has happened during those 190 episodes to us personally and professionally. It's the thing that we have stuck with most consistently and being consistent is good it's a good thing and again maybe that also sounds a bit boring you're like oh we're like we're so, both of us are so boring now aren't we like not proud of like anything that's like shiny we're like oh yeah I'm, I'm, I'm consistent, consistent and balanced I'm... <laughs> yeah we are dull but I am you know and that's some weeks where it would have been much easier to not do a podcast episode and I do think people would understand it's not that everyone's putting loads of pressure on us but I just think it's something that we've continually committed to hopefully we know helps and is useful and I continue to be really proud of the podcast and this year where we've done things like Ask the Expert series I'm so glad we made those happen because I think the guests on those have been incredible really insightful really relevant for everyone short sharp episodes with just so much insight in so yeah I went I, went I have so many moments that make me smile with the podcast some of them just because I like, can't believe we did that do you remember when we were doing lots of work where one of our very lovely clients money supermarket and we were doing lots of work with them this was last year and um, Sarah and I were traveling all around the UK to wherever oh, yeah. and I had that really bad pleurisy so like this really uh, yeah. bad chest infection and I remember I was buying every Oh, every, I do. do you remember I was buying like every medicine that I could both so I could deliver those sessions for many supermarket but also recording the podcast I remember being in a hotel oh, recording God, yeah, the podcast really and now. having to pause about every two minutes because I had a cough not the cough everybody it was a it was a, a different 20, cough. A 2019 cough that had nothing to do with this year or the that time in Canada when I was on holiday and something went wrong with the podcast and I had to try and record it in a laundry oh, yeah. room over my phone <laughs> it was on an island it was just awful like there were some really funny moments I think the podcast <laughs> it'll be kind of like part of our life and career like the time that we spent on it I love seeing this year as well the Spotify the amount of people that sent those Spotify lists of like how many oh, yeah. podcasts you've listened to this year and we were like in lots of people's top five and someone had listened to like something like 1500 minutes of our podcast this year and Ooh, that's a lot of our voices it was it? and I went I said to them um, oh that that's a lot and they were like it's because I listened back two or three times to take notes <gasps> I was like wow that's committed maybe not to this episode eh? yeah maybe, <laughs> maybe not this one everybody all right I'm gonna ask you another one what have you learned for the first time this year so I went slightly creative in terms of how I've answered this one perhaps but I think what I've learned is that we can work on something where it can go really wrong and <laughs> we can get very stuck and I can want to give up which very rarely happens for me if ever and we can make it through that so we're doing a TED talk in February and I think it's fair to say we had underestimated how difficult it was going to be to write that talk. I think we probably both thought, you know, we do quite a lot of public speaking. We're confident about squiggly careers and kind of what that means. Oh, just summarise it into a talk and, <laughs> and, off, and off we go. I mean, how naive were we and was I? It has actually been really, really challenging. I think probably the most challenging thing we've ever done by a significant margin. I can't think of many of the things that we've done that have been that hard where we've had to literally start from scratch a number of different times where we've had feedback that's been really hard to hear <laughs> to the extent with I won't name the person albeit I suspect they wouldn't mind that much but there was one version that we did where someone just said to us oh it's just dull <laughs> and do you know what I think they were probably right well I think they were right really um, I will never forget the version that I wrote where I was like that's it I've cracked it 
And I was like, I think it's all right, Helen. I've got the answer here. Ready for Helen to be like, wow, that's just amazing. And she was like, I don't like it. And I'd, I'd really got into this version and I was like, oh, okay. Well, what about my panicked one? So we'd had some feedback. Oh, yeah, I mean, that was absolutely points. ludicrous. Right, so, what you were thinking there. So we'd had some feedback. There were a few too many actions in, oh, I don't dude. know, version Million. 12 whatever it was and that maybe we should have fewer actions in it so people concentrate and then we'd done some other version and I suddenly said oh do you know what we should do 26 something or the a to z of squiggly careers or something oh, so I'd gone from five is too many to let's just do 26 and make it really quick fire yeah, and then I was even side writing them I was oh like, I know you did I just wanted like backup ideas really quickly oh so, so funny. we will do a separate podcast on that process because <laughs> I actually think we both learned a lot from writing it and we've still got loads to go the good news is we were asked to try and get to a 90% version by a week ago and we've actually now had some really brilliant really positive feedback we've got there in the end we're probably at about 80 85% I can probably only talk about it now because of where we were <laughs> at one point I felt like I never wanted to talk about it but it was never off my mind mm. but I actually found it really reassuring and I think I have learned that it is okay. It is okay sometimes to get really stuck, to need to ask for help, to acknowledge that you've done something that's not right, that's not good. I do find letting go when you've invested a lot in something actually is quite a hard process. So I think just, yeah, I've just learned that maybe nothing can be as hard as writing that. Like, but I sort of say that with hesitancy in case there is something that ends up yet. being harder. Yeah, yeah. It's the opposite. It's like a really bad growth mindset. <laughs> what about you? Um, mine are really different. And one's kind of like more personal but sort of has an impact on professional and the other's like tactical. So what have I learned for the first time? Two concepts that have really stuck with me from our <laughs> guests this year. Oh my God, you're not going to do a model, are you? Yeah, well, borderline. Two concepts I definitely am like taking forward with me. They've gone in my brain. One, active rest, which yeah. was from Alex Pang, podcast that we did. I think it's in September, that podcast. And that concept was all about actually for us to invest in ourselves and maybe have some of that balance that I talked about. You've got to think about what is your active rest and... I think I was a bit allergic to the concept of rest because I like doing lots of things. And he really educated me. And he said that actually the best kind of rest isn't doing nothing, Helen. Like, don't panic that you're just going to sit there and not do anything. He said the best kind of rest is intentional, but it's focused. So it's one thing that you can be absorbed in, whether that's painting or cooking or running or doing a puzzle or colouring, whatever it is. But it's one focused, intentional activity. And that's the best thing. And it's really stuck with me. And I've really thought about what is my active rest and how I'm making time for it. So I love that. And then uh, James Clear as well with his identity versus outcome habits. Mm. That stuck with me. And so that was a podcast in our Ask the Expert series. And he basically said that if you want to build a habit that sticks, focus on the identity that you want, not the outcome. So if I'm thinking, oh, I'd actually quite like to read a little, a bit more, then rather than saying, I'm going to read a book a month, what I might focus on is my identity as a curious learner. And he says that we become much more attached to our identity and it's easier then for us to build habits that build our identity. So they stuck with me. And then the one that's a bit personal that I've learned this year is just, I feel like I'm entering a new, a new phase of being a working parent. Uh, <laughs> and I'm sort of learning that, that that's hard. So my little boy has been... It's his second year of school and we've been having a few challenges and I've I've had to have calls with teachers and conversations with him and he's now like this little person who has this personality that's showing up at school in different ways and I'm having to manage it and that's just been really hard and so I think I've learned that being a working parent is a constant challenge for different reasons at different times and that I feel like I'm entering this new phase and that 
I am learning that I need to make time for that new phase. Like I, I need to be there for him in a different way than I have been in the past. And that's just an important thing that I need to think about as I go into next year is how I can do that as a parent. So that's not been the most fun learning, but <laughs> I've definitely thought, okay, he needs me in a different way now. And I need to work out how I'm there for the, him in that way. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And so our next question is, so who have you been inspired by? <laughs> I think I always say this person, and nothing to do with oh, work. I don't know who you're going to say. <laughs> my nan. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, you do say that. I always yeah. say my nan, but for different reasons. So I was actually, my nan, her name is Joyce, everybody, and I call her nanny, and she is 92, and I haven't seen her since Christmas last year, which is really hard for me, because she's very special. But the reason I've been inspired by her, I talked to her last night, actually, on the phone, and And she said to me that unfortunately one of her best friends had passed away and she hadn't seen her and something else had happened with one of her other friends. And I am just so inspired by her resilience. She hasn't been out of the house and... This is my nan who would normally, you know, she's normally on a flight to Australia to see her son, my uncle, and she's a very active person. And I think her resilience and her ability to just keep going I've booked in on Sunday this week I've got a a Skype with my nan and we have a glass of wine and a Skype and catch up and I learned so much from her attitude and her resilience that I kind of think oh do you know what if I can go through things and I can be a bit more nanny I'll take it so that's that's who's inspired me (gasps) she listen no, I, I haven't uh, got onto podcasts yet. I should get onto a podcast, yeah. shouldn't I? <gasps> Maybe Nanny could come on a podcast. <laughs> I mean, sure. I mean, at the moment, given, you know, logistically it's a little bit challenging. If she doesn't listen to podcasts, getting her set up with the tech. I mean, it sounds like hard. a good aim for 2021 to get my nan on a podcast. <laughs> what about you? Who's inspired you? Um, so I now feel bad that I've not gone with someone personal. You're like, oh, I've gone for someone really personal. And I feel like I should be talking about someone in my family, but I'm not. <laughs> so, you know, we'll move on from that. I, so I've gone with Margaret Heffernan mm-hmm. for a few reasons. I think I read her book, Uncharted, at the start, I think, of this year, 
without really realising just what year we were about to head into. Somebody had recommended her work to me and I wasn't really that familiar with the work that she'd done. Then I interviewed her for our podcast as part of the first Ask the Expert series and she was just a real pleasure to talk to, somebody who's very thoughtful and insightful and again, just had such a kind of fascinating career. And then when you watch things like her TED Talks, which the one I particularly like is the human skills we need right now. And you know, when you just start to spend a bit more time with someone in their world, you're reading, watching, listening to their stuff. And yeah, I feel like I know her a a little bit and I'm sort of clawing my way in, hoping to get to know her (laughs) even better. But you know, when you see someone who you think, oh, it gives me confidence as to perhaps what I could do or what I could become. I suppose it's a real role model for thinking, oh, well, if I could be a bit like Margaret when I grow up or when I get to kind of the stage of life that Margaret's at, where when I spoke to her, not only is she doing kind of leading work on skills that we need at work and and how we can kind of navigate change and uncertainty, she was also working out in her village all the logistics of getting everyone all the food that everyone needed, you know. So she was just one of those people I thought, oh, it's great to know that those people exist and are clearly doing work that they're so passionate about, having such a positive impact And yeah, it just made me think, oh, I'd like to be even more like that and be her at that point in my life too. And we've referenced her work a lot this year. Like I think that would probably be another thing, actually. A lot of her work, as Sarah did, uh, Books in Brief summary of Uncharted, which is like a 10-minute recorded summary where Sarah talks through some of the key insights. And if you want to actually have a look at that, if you go to amazingiflearning.com and then under the career resources, you'll see some of the Books in Brief that Sarah recorded earlier this year. Well worth a watch, everybody. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it, how sometimes, you know, at the time, I didn't read that book and think it didn't like change my life in that moment but I've kept coming back to so many of the ideas I've kept coming back to the idea of building relationships beyond the ones that you need today I've kept coming back to this idea of optimism that actually is in one of the very early chapters about how important friends are to help you through a crisis there were just these things that I just kept revisiting and actually it's a book I imagine rereading so it wasn't like when I read Lost Connections by Johan Hari I did read it and went that's like life-changing as a read almost but I, I remember reading it thinking, yeah, that's interesting, that's insightful. You know, sometimes the more you think about something, the more you realise you're like, actually, and no wonder she's, I think it's one of the FT Books of the Year and it's won loads of different awards. And I actually think it will have a really profound impact on lots of different businesses. Definitely worth listening to her, watching a TED Talk if you're not familiar with her work. Again, we'll put all the links to those things. I'll put the links to like Books in Brief and those TED Talks in the description and also on amazingif.com so you've got it. Oh, last but not Mm. least. Okay, what has been your biggest challenge this year, Sarah? I found this one really hard. There's sort of the obvious answer, which is the challenge of when COVID first kind of happened, when lockdown first happened, all of our business was kind of thrown up in the air and kind of navigating through that and pivoting and working out what we were going to do was clearly a really big challenge. So that's kind of the obvious moment. That wasn't what I connected to first when I was kind of asking myself this question. I connected more to two things around probably just how I work. One is that I always find it challenging that I have kind of more ideas or things that I'd like to do than I have time for. I think that's like a constant battle kind of for me. I'd always start new stuff and I wouldn't finish anything, essentially. So that's always kind of a challenge of like, how do you keep those ideas? How do you know when to come back to them? How do you know which ones you should test out? So I I always find that challenging but also interesting and then probably the biggest thing is just being fully immersed in our own business this year for the first time and everyone always says like the cliche the highs are higher the lows are lower basically it's a cliche because it's true I've worked (laughs) out Uh, and I think that's because 
And I actually wasn't sure if that would be the case for me because I really cared about the companies that I worked in beforehand. Like, and I loved those companies and loved the people that I worked with. Whereas there is something about it being your own where I think I take things that go wrong or mistakes or, I don't know, if someone doesn't like our book or something, it's really hard not to take those things personally. And so just how do you kind of keep yourself on an even keel and also realise that you'll never be done? There'll always be more that you can do. And actually, if you don't do it, no one else does it anyway, because it's not like we have millions of people around us like also doing it. So I think actually my biggest challenge has just been adapting to life running our own business mm. um I don't really say adapting to entrepreneurial life because I sort of don't really feel I know it's I not, never identify it's not really a word that I like... yeah but I do think yeah we both you know we worked at Sainsbury's and Microsoft that's quite different to working in Amazing If and I don't underestimate just the kind of that's a quite a lot of recalibration or working out kind of what that means and you know I miss some stuff I miss being surrounded by some of the peers that I worked with who I love working with and actually I've learn to connect with those people in new ways and in different ways. And sometimes I miss working for someone, like definitely. Probably one of the reasons we got our managers on previous podcast episode. <laughs> we were like, we miss having a manager. Then <laughs> um, so I think just it's the best decision I've ever made and I love what we do. That doesn't mean that it's easy all the time either. Okay, my biggest challenge of this year has been letting go of some things that I really love doing and just sort of not beating myself up or resenting that they're not there that much so for example like I love going out and being with people I love going to London like I love going to London and London for me is like this place of like energy Vibe-y. and people and connection and I love going across London and going to different meetings and that makes me really tired but it gives me lots of energy and I don't even mind coming back late at night and having a Marks and Spencer's pot of food on a train like I don't mind all that stuff and I that's part of what I love about work is that variety and that connection and that energy. And, you know, energy is one of my values. And I feel that the biggest thing for me, the biggest challenge this year for me has been one of the things that gives me the most energy, like that people and that variety and that connection. It hasn't been part. It hasn't part of it. And I think, you know, you talk about exercise. I think one of the reasons I've done that is because I found an exercise, you know, I do this Peloton thing where there's all this like really loud music and you have to go really fast. But I've basically found something that gives me energy that I would otherwise have got in different Mm -hmm. ways. And I think that's why it's stuck with me because I need it in my life. And so I've kind of just had to let go of it. So rather than get a bit miserable about it and be like, oh, I haven't seen people. I've just sort of had to go, it will come back. And you'll do all those fun things again and you'll see all those people and you'll go to all those places. So don't dwell on it too much because you're just going to do... It's just this year and it's just a moment in time and all that good stuff will come back. So, But that's been the biggest challenge, not to kind of go, oh, we could have been doing this in person with you or, oh, I could have been having a glass of wine with you and talking about this thing. And it's on pause. It's not kind of never going to happen. Yeah, it has been tough, hasn't it? For I think everyone at some point. And then there are two questions that we're not going to talk about, but we think are just useful to kind of have as part of your reflections. So one is, who have you helped? And so the reason we're not going to talk about that as much is actually a lot of the people or examples or stories are quite personal. So we thought, oh, you know, a big podcast, a big-ish podcast, is probably not right to share those (laughs) in a public forum where we start giving those examples. But it's a really good reflection question. Just think about who have you helped and also who has helped you? I think just that point around kind of help is a really good one. And then just to finish with, who would you like to say thank you to? 
And I think we would just like to use this final question to say thank you to all of you. I know we can't see you or hear you, but we love you all, basically. (laughs) And we are so grateful to you all for listening. So many of you share the podcast with other people, get in touch with us for different podcast ideas or just to let us know it's been useful. You leave us reviews and you come back week after week and you choose to spend your very valuable time with us. And we kind of couldn't be more grateful for that. So thank you so much. Thank you very much for listening to this episode and for whatever episode you've listened to in the past. We will be back in January 2021. 2021. We've got a really exciting series for January that is uh, yet to be named. (laughs) (laughs) But basically, we've got loads of great guests on. Every week, we've got a different guest. And it's really all about helping you with you know your mindset and your goals and you know doing some of the things that you really want to do I think like reclaiming 2021 (laughs) hopefully the podcast that we share with you in January will help you to do that so look forward to sharing those with you and have a happy new year everybody and we'll be back with you very soon thanks for listening everyone and see you again soon bye for now Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.